Welcome to Pulse Practice Management, where we discuss everything from billing to practice management and all things in between. We're your hosts, Sunny and Natalie, and we're here to help you keep your eye on the pulse of your practice. Today, we're going to talk about communication, the different forms of communication, and some tips on what effective communication looks like. As you mentioned, there are many different forms of communication, and all of them have pros and cons. So let's talk about them. Let's talk about the pros and cons. So let's start with email. Okay, Sunny, you know me personally. Yes. And you know that with my personal email, (laughs) I never check it. Yes. So I have to say, I have to tell you, remember, if you email me something, tell me you emailed it. So I go check my email. Yes. I don't (laughs) know how you do that. I don't either. It's not important to me. It's not important to me because most of it is junk email, you know, like advertisements. I don't get, I don't know if it's something important, then I will go search it out. If I know I'm going to get something important in my email, I'll go search it out in my personal email. Um, if it's something that I need to check on or I'm looking for, I know how to search it. So it's not at the top of my list of important things to look at every day, but I don't do that with my work email. Um, I think we wanted to talk about the pros and cons of email before we kind of get into that. But I just wanted to say, disclaimer, (laughs) um, I don't check my personal email unless you say I emailed something to you and I go, which email? And you say your personal email. And I say, which one? (laughs) (laughs) Which is another issue. You know, because you set it up, like you set one up and then you're like, oh man, I need like a junk email, email address. Anywho, um, (laughs) let's move on and talk about the pros and cons of emails. Okay. I want to say I check my email several times a day, my personal email, as well as my work email. And I don't understand how you do that because I get important things in my personal email that I feel like would mess some things up if I missed. (laughs) Especially like bills. Yeah. Important I notices. Like my, I have all my bills on auto pay. If it's a notification, if it's super important, then I have that set to where I'll get a text. Mm-hmm. So that's so, important. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Yeah, that works. So let's talk about the pros of email in business. We're talking business. business. We're talking about yes. business. Right. Everything is in writing. When you have an email, it is there in their written word. It's in writing black and white. Yes. So you have a trail. You have a trail. You can refer back to it. It's dated. Yes. Time stamped. You know who sent it or who it was sent to, who was CC'd. I personally, email is my favorite form of communication because of those reasons. You can read it when it's convenient for you. Unlike a phone call that comes in and you can't ignore. You can, but Depending on who it is, you probably shouldn't. But yes, having everything in writing, there's no misunderstanding. Right. As long as the person communicated clearly, which we will get to later. Yes, because that is important, right? To yes. be clear in yes. your communication. Another, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I like what you said about how you can read it at your convenience. If it's something that's super important, then somebody should, they should call you instead of emailing you. But I, I like what you said about, you can read it at your convenience. So you can glance at it. And if it's not on fire, then you can say, okay, I will respond when I finish up this task. I think 
it's really important to say, to follow up that you can read it at your convenience, but that doesn't mean next week. That means right now when you're in the middle of recording a podcast, you don't have to stop and read your email. Exactly. But that does not mean next Friday you can get around to it. You need to still be timely with your communication. Absolutely. Okay. So some of the cons of the written word or email, any written word for that matter, text, email, and inner office communication, anything like that. Tone can be really hard to read. Yes. So you have to be very mindful about how you write something using the correct punctuation and just the correct feeling, overall feeling of that communication, that written word, because some people, and we talked about this in our last podcast, but the different personality types Mm -hmm. interpret the written word different ways. Right. And that's okay. But just be mindful of it. Another con is if you are sending anything with PHI, you need to make sure that is sent securely. You don't want any HIPAA violations um, to arise when you are emailing anyone. Right. So easy to do. Another easy thing to do that is a huge con of email is to email the wrong person. Especially if you have people saved in your address book. Address, yeah. Yes. Or you reply to an email that you meant to not reply to that, but to email someone else about it. It can be be a bad situation. So be careful. Yes, be careful. Just make sure you are sending the email to the person you intended to go to. Because yes, that definitely can easily be done. Um, So going back to (laughs) that, I don't check my personal email. I know that with my job, email is important. And that is how we communicate with our clients and within our office between our coworkers and our bosses. We communicate a lot. A lot of important stuff comes through email. Me, knowing me, I have to make a conscious effort to make sure I check my email. So when I first started, it was kind of hard for me. So I have a task that's just general correspondence and I have like check email, you know, things that I need to do at this point. I don't need that task to remind me to check email. But the first thing I do in the morning, the first thing I do in the morning is I check my email Mm -hmm. before anything, before I even have my first sip of coffee. No, that's a lie. I have to have coffee before I check it. I have to have coffee before (laughs) anything. Before you sit down at your computer, you have to have coffee. Yes. If I want to make it to my desk, I have to have coffee. Right. That's how that works. But seriously, the first thing that I do is check email and I will look at every single email and respond if I need to. I get a lot of articles. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I'll do is I'll just kind of glance over those and I'll file them in a folder that I've created. So if I want to go back and reference it, I can, but I, I do that every morning. And then I start my day and I work on my task. I have my email notifications set to pop up the bottom corner of my screen. So I know when I get a new email also have a sound, but the sound doesn't always work. (laughs) So I will go back periodically during the day and look at my email. So another time that I do it is right before I go to lunch. And then right when I come back from lunch, as soon as I clock in from lunch, I check my email again, and then I check it at the end of the day. So those the four times that I will make a point to check my email is first thing in the morning, 
right before lunch, right after lunch, and then right before I clock out for the day. Let's say right before I clock out, but that's my last task that I do. Um, But I do check it during the day when I see notifications pop up or a sound pop up. So I know part of my job is checking my email and responding appropriately. Um, Sometimes it doesn't, something doesn't, you don't think that it warrants a response, but I would respond anyway, just so the person who sent me the email knows I got that message. Right. It's very important. I'm sorry. That was really long, but I did want to say that that is hard for me checking email. It's not my favorite form of communication. It really isn't, but it's important to my job. So I am the exact opposite. I I would keep my email up all the time and check every single email as it comes in to the point of I had to learn to just close that tab. Oh, see, I keep the tab open. I I, I I kept the tab open, but Mm -hmm. it was distracting to me. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's funny how people are different. Um, email is my favorite form of communication. Maybe text is one of the two. I hate phone calls. Yeah. It depends for me about phone calls. But let's move on to phones. Let's, let's move on yeah. to phones. That was weird. Let's about, move on to phones. Let's move on. Um, yeah, so phones are a big part of communication. Yes. So what are some pros? Quick. It is quick. You can pick up the phone and call whoever. Yep. Yep. Um, easy to just pick up the phone, call, get whatever you need to discuss taken care of. Yes. Um, well, we think it's going to be quick, right? That's true. It can, it can go on for a little while. Um, you don't have the problem with tone. Usually in a phone call, you can come across more clear than in an email. Yeah. And injecting your tone into a phone call, like you said, is, is easier. So people can hear how you're saying something. Maybe I, I wish I had thought of an example between, a couple of sentences, right? So like you say this in an email, but then if you say it out loud in a phone call, it sounds totally different. We should have had some examples, but well, I can think of, okay, so I needed to talk to you yesterday and I email you. Okay. Let's say I am your manager. I tried to reach you yesterday, but I couldn't. You could interpret that as, uh oh, is she mad at me? Is she mm-hmm. upset with me? Is she disappointed because she couldn't reach me? If I call you and I say, Hey, Natalie, I tried to reach you yesterday, but I couldn't, but we can just talk about it now. Then the tone, you're, you're clear. I'm not upset. Right. I'm letting you know. Yes. And I can hear that in your voice that mm-hmm. you're not upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of the cons of phone calls are trying to catch the person that you want to reach that you're trying to call. So you might have to schedule a phone call mm-hmm. so that you both are available. And if, the phone call isn't scheduled and you're just picking up the phone to cold call somebody, you might be interrupting something important on their end, or they might not have time to talk to you at that moment, but it may feel urgent to you. Right. Irritation all around. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, 
the big con with phones as communication to me is it does take longer. It does. With an email, you can just sit down, type it out, send, and it's done. And a phone call can definitely take longer. There's more, there's more chit chat. Yes. Pleasantries. Pleasantries. Which you should do that on a phone call. Yeah. Depending on who it is. If I'm calling you for something, I'm not going to say, Hey, Sonny, how are you doing? (laughs) I haven't talked to you in a while. Everything okay? Five minutes. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, Hey, did you see that email? Yeah. What do you think? Or can you help me with this? We're going to skip those pleasantries. But if it's a client or if, you know, an office manager that I'm speaking to, obviously I'm going to take the time to, Hey, how are you doing? And I really want to know, but that's my personality too. I Mm -hmm. really want to know how you're doing. And it's nice. It's nice to show an interest in people. If you're, if you're sending an email and you haven't spoken, I sent an email this morning to a client that I have not spoken with in quite a while. And I started it with, I hope you're doing well. Haven't talked to you in a while. You don't just jump right in. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Right. I need you to do this for me. Yeah. Those memes that are the email memes. Like, you know, it's going to be a bad email and hope you're doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. Now here's what I really want to say. Right. No, I do think that's important though. Um, so, so what we've talked about so far are emails and phones and the next form of communication that we use a lot are inner office communication tools. So whether that's within your office or within the EHR and with patients as well. So what are you using to communicate with your coworkers and with your patients? If you're using an EHR that has the ability to send task messages or emails within an office, that's awesome. So the pros of those are that they're secure. So you can communicate within your EHR securely and not have to worry about HIPAA. There's a paper trail that is attached to the patient in most EHR systems that you can refer back to later. You can see the history of every communication and task that has been created for that patient or regarding that patient. Yes. And the date and timestamp, again, I love a date and timestamp and the user, the person who created or read the received and read the task. All EHR systems should have that. Yeah. There's one that I can think of that doesn't. And I, it's not my favorite. Mine either. Um, Yeah. My favorites are the ones where you do have the time and dates. It tells you if the person read that message and a read receipt. Yeah. Kind of like a text. Read receipt. Read, 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 read receipt, read receipt. And that way you have that paper trail. As far as inner office communication between staff and with patients, the only con I can think of is some patients may not like that, but they can opt out. Every system should have that option of opting out from like text messages or emails. Yeah, that's the only con that I can think of as well. Other than if we're talking about employees or 
office staff having them check their task. Okay. That might that might be the con like you have there's some EHRs where you have to actually go to it doesn't tell you if you have a message or a task or something like that um but you you have to make an effort to go check to see if you have any. I don't like that. But then there are some EHRs where you have a notification that you have a message or a task. Right. I like that because then I would know, oh, I have messages. I have tasks that I need to look at and I could go work those. But also some people are blind to that. I know. They just, yeah. They just like, oh, they don't even look at it. Oh, that's what that means. It's so, like Natalie with her personal email. It is. <laughs> it is 100%. But like I said, I'm really, I'm really good with messages, tasks, emails at work. I don't care about personal stuff. Right. If you really need me, then you will text me or you will call me. Right. And so I was going to say, um, so we're going to talk about effective communication. And the biggest thing is I was joking about your personal email because work you need to check your messages. You need to check your email. You need to check your task. You need to check any form of communication that coworkers, management, or patients may be communicating with you. And you need to check it in a timely manner and you need to respond to it. Yeah. You need to check it. Yeah. (laughs) If you are one of those people who are kind of blind to your notifications, then having a sound set to notify you when you get like an inner office type of communication. I don't really know if that's something, if that's a thing in EHR, but I know with us within our office, we have a secure messaging system and we can set it to notify us by a sound when we get any type of message in there. So I actually have different sounds for different types of, or, um, oh my gosh, what do we have? We have like groups, different, di- like, yeah, different, different groups, different, um, different chat groups and different people. I have different sounds. Yes. Um, for most of them, I have a very low key sound that is not going to interrupt me mm-hmm. for the very important ones. I have something a little louder that will get my attention. Yes. Same. One thing that I found that I really like is the seven C's of communication, clear, concise, concrete, correct, coherent, complete, and courteous. Be nice. I like that one. And concrete. I like that one. Say what you need, state it clearly, be complete and coherent. I mean, really, if you follow all of those, your communication should be received clearly, right? Yes. I like how clear is number one. Mm-hmm. Clear is kind. Clear is kind. Definitely. Um, sometimes I have a hard time reading between the lines on some emails and I just, I have to ask for clarification. I think that's another thing too, is if you don't understand something, ask for clarification. Yes. Yes. Don't be afraid to ask. So when you receive an email, we're talking about how to communicate on the front end. Like you're the you're the original communicator. You're, you're initiating. Yes, you're initiating the email, the phone call, the text message, whatever. Be clear. But on the other side of that, when you receive an email, read it carefully. That is a big part of communicating too. Don't just skim over the email and go, okay, archive it and move on. Read it carefully and ask yourself, if I had sent this email 
would I be expecting a response? Would I expect a yay, a nay, an okay, thank you, something? Something that I have to do is, like you said, I have to read the email, but then I have to sometimes read it again. Mm -hmm. Like, Was my first read through, was that email really saying what I thought it said? Sometimes that's not the fault of the the email or the message sender. That's just me either reading it too fast. Um, and I have to go back and reread it or just my brain is not interpreting what they're trying to say. And I have to read it, reread it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's good to go back and reread. If you're not sure, did I read that right? And then go back and read it again. Don't just shoot off an email. What, what did you right. mean by this? So take the time to read it, reread it if you need to, mm -hmm. and then ask for clarification. If you're still not clear on what the email is saying. Yes. Don't be afraid to ask for clarification. Don't be afraid to just ask questions, but don't ignore. Right. You know, I think that's kind of easy to do though, right? If, if you get a message or an email and you don't understand, or you're not clear on what the, the intent is to just kind of like, eh, I don't know what that means. And then brush it off. I think it's really easy. Personally, it is very easy for me to get an email that is asking me for something and I'm in the middle of something else and I go, okay, I'm going to deal with that later. And the next thing I know it's three days and I haven't dealt with it yet. That is super easy for me to do. And that's so wrong. You should not do that. You should not do that. Take it from me. Right. Take it from Sunny. Take it from Sunny. <laughs> Don't be a sunny. I really uh, try not to do that. Yeah, I, I also try not to do that. And as we have established, email's not my favorite. So if it's something that I do need to go back to, I will star it mm -hmm. so that I see it and I can search my starred emails. Um, or if it's a task that I need to go back to or a message from someone that I need to go back to or a phone call that I need to return, I will create a task. We use an app called Todoist and you can create tasks for your day. And now I love this because I am a list lover. But for me, it's easy for me to forget things like that. So I will make myself a task so that I don't forget. Me too. Well, I can still forget, but my task, my to-doist doesn't let me forget. My to-doist remembers that I need to do it. And I think the way that you said you do it, um, checking your email in the morning, before lunch, after lunch, and at the end of the day is a really good way. Instead of checking your email when you're in the middle of something else, you get something important you need to respond to, but you can't because you're in the middle of something else. You have that dedicated time that you have set aside to read and respond and take any action you need to on that email. If it's, I like that. Yeah. If I'm it's sorry. the action to, to do whatever it needs, whatever the emailer is asking, you can take that action then, or you can take the action to make the task for another time, but you are handling it and it's, you're not multitasking. Yes. I love that. So no, I, I like that. It, you're setting aside that time to focus on that task, whether your task is checking your email or responding to your messages. So I think we wanted to talk and we started to talk about and kind of got a little sidetracked about effective communication and balancing it because we have kept going back to um, our favorite topic, which is email. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did talk about the seven seeds of communication, which I really like. Effective communication is clear, clear as kind. You set clear goals and expectations. Yes. And you're asking 
clarifying questions. If you don't understand what someone is asking of you, whether it's email, inner office communication, or a phone call. So still, sometimes you might have to say, can you clarify that? Or you know what I really like, and this is kind of going off a little bit, is if someone calls me or sends me a message, I'll say, hey, can you put that in an email and email it to me? Mm -hmm. That way we have a paper trail. Yes. And I can put it in my to-do so I don't forget to do it. Yes. So I will ask for clarification or um, within that clarification to send it in the email. Hey, will you just send me that in an email? So we have paper trail and I can put it in a task and I'll get right on it. Talking about being clear, I am really guilty of thinking that whoever I'm communicating with can read my mind and knows what I'm talking about. And I'm trying really hard to get better at being clear with my communication. Um, one thing that I've started doing is rereading an email or rereading a text and thinking if I were just getting this, would I understand what I'm saying? Um, perfect example is earlier this week, I had something to share with three people and I shared that, that I thought was very clear. And only one of the three understood what I was saying. (laughs) And Natalie was one that did not. (laughs) Right. I was, I was one of the three and I was one of the three that did not understand what you were saying. So yes, I have experienced this firsthand, but sometimes it's hard to translate what's going on in your head, your thoughts into a type of written communication. Right, right. It's, you know, no fault on those who did not understand. I must have not been clear. You weren't, but, but then you reread (laughs) it and you clarified and you said, Hey, when I said this, did you guys get that I was actually saying this. Yes. Yeah. And I said, no, I did not get that at all. <laughs> and the other person said, yes, I understood that. And the third person said, no, no, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. <laughs> so majority says I was not clear in my communication. So I am, I really truly am working on that. Yeah. And um, that was a great example because you took the steps to say, let me look over that. Did that make sense? Like you said, if I'm reading it as someone who's receiving this message, does that make sense? Let me ask the people that I sent this message to, if it made sense to them. So you took those steps and then you clarified. And now we understand. Now everyone's clear on Mm -hmm. my concise re-clarification. It was, it it did make it more clear. Anyway, another complete is one of the seven C's. And I think it's really easy. We could go back to my message was not complete. So that's another thing that will make it clear is if you're complete in what you're saying and what your expectations are, what your expectations are for the reader, their actions, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Please respond that you received this. Yeah. I got an email the other day and I was like, I had to read it three times, three times because there was not a complete sentence. There was not a complete sentence in that email, but I know this person. So I had to think about it as, okay, let me, let me break this down into the sentences. I think it should be. (laughs) Um, it took me a little time, but I did respond. I figured out what the point of the email was, did a little research on my end and then responded to this person and we got it figured out. But, um, yeah, so I think definitely knowing who the sender is or who the sender was for me helped me complete those thoughts for that person. 
But I think that's part of being complete. You just need to complete your thoughts. Oh, use punctuation. Use, I was going to say, use punctuation is very important. Like if you're ending a sentence, use a period. Yeah. It's not hard. It's not. It's not hard. Um, if that's the end of that thought and you're moving on to something else, <laughs> stop. Like you're sending a telegram. A telegram. Yeah. <laughs> Western Union. Stop. <laughs> what if we still got telegrams? That would be funny. Fun. I'm going to send you a telegram. <laughs> That would be really funny. What could it be about? Well, we are out of time for today, so you'll have to tune in next time to find out what this telegram is about. Join us in two weeks as we continue the conversation about effective communication. In the meantime, think about if you have experienced any of the issues we've discussed today. You may have some great stories that you'd like to share with us. You can email those stories to us at coaching at ams-nc.com. Thanks for joining us today and we'll be back in two weeks with more about communication. Bye. Bye.